Awesome, you push play. Why don't you go ahead and download and subscribe also. It's the trifecta of podcast awesomeness. Thanks. Hey, I pray you guys all had a, a great Thanksgiving. I am taking, uh, I took the Thanksgiving week off. And so normally everything that comes through the week you guys get it is done the previous week. And then I have to edit and all that stuff, make videos and update websites and all that fun stuff. So anyways, so uh, last week we did the bloopers. And this week we're going to do a recap of spiritual gifts. Uh, working for the Lord and getting off her butt and doing something for him. So this is a three, uh, uh, basically, uh, clips, uh, uh, from a previous study that would be good to just highlight and let it stand on its own. So, um, I pray that you guys are all blessed and that, uh, it encourages you to walk in the power of God, to get out there and do something for the Lord and, uh, don't be afraid of failure, you know, be afraid of failing God. You know, and so let's just get at it and get after work uh, and get to work. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless what we're about to hear. Uh, help us understand. Give us Holy Spirit. Guide us into all your truth and help us to do that, which is pleasing in your sight. And bless our families and our loved ones and help us to be a light in the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> We are on a mission to help the body of Christ worldwide, preparing the faithful for the second coming of Jesus Christ. We do this by exposing the tricks of the devil, diving deep into the Word of God, and doing life together. Along the way, we'll include a power promise to claim and ridiculous trivia. We are not alone. We have a divine hope for home. Welcome to the Christian Soul Prepper Podcast. Right here, right now, we give you the God's honest truth. sure to bookmark brotherlance.com for all the latest podcasts, video, Bible studies, social media, and more. Now here's your host, Brother Lance. Now there are different gifts, but the same spirit, and there are different ministries, but the same Lord, and there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them and everyone. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given from the benefit of all. For one person is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, another the message of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by uh, the one Spirit, to another the performance of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another discernment of the spirits, to another different type, kinds of tongues or speaking in tongues, and to another the interpretation of those tongues. It is one and the same Spirit distir- uh, distributing as he decides each person who produces all things all these things. First Corinthians twelve four through twelve, or four through eleven. Sorry. And so those it's people get hung up on this list, like Paul and his list. Paul was really good at making lists. It doesn't mean it's the end all be all list. Like there's not more gifts than that. There are more gifts than that, right? And so we can easily prove there's more gifts than that because if we look in the Old Testament, God gave people uh, uh, the gift of spiritual gift of craftsmanship to build His temple, right? It said the Spirit of God came upon him so they could perform and build, right? So we know this isn't the definitive list. This is like, well, these are just all the gifts. No, there's more gifts. These are the ones he's presenting to us because he's making a point, okay? And so we don't get hung up on the list. The list is there to set an example, okay? So, and there's other gifts we can find in the Old Testament too. But uh, uh, so just know 
we have all been equipped in very special and different ways by God, right? And those gifts are meant to be used to the spreading of the gospel. If we can use those to spread to the gospel, our gifts get stronger. If we fail to use them, they get weaker, right? And so, like, I've been teaching Bible now since I was, what, 18, 16, 18, right? And so, because I kept going at it, I'm better at it, I, all this becomes easier, right? Because I've become more in, uh, proficient and blessed in it because I've been exercising the gift, right? Just like speaking in tongues or prophecy or healing people and stuff, you have to exercise the gifts, right? You have to put them to use mm -hmm. to get better at it and to understand it more, right? It's not like you just don't get like this, here's 100% everything, right? No, it takes obedience and a lifelong walk to work in those gifts, Right. And so we have to get whatever those gifts are, get into it and start working at it. And don't be afraid of failure. Like praying for people's healings, a lot of people don't do it because they're afraid of failure. Well, it's not all about us. Right. Exactly. Who cares? We're just a conduit for that. We're, we're the laying on of hands or we're the right for that person. Right. And so don't be afraid about failing or if it doesn't happen this one time or the next time or casting out demons. I've cast out a lot of demons, a lot of people. Sometimes nothing happens. Mm hmm. Right? Do I go, well, I'm, I'm done. It didn't happen. Because I, people like to hang on to those demons. Right. Well, exactly. Well, even if it was me, who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, like if I failed somehow or I wasn't right with God or, you know, or some kind of thing. The thing is, we can't let fear of failure stop us from trying. Exactly. You know, and stepping out in faith. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody mocks Peter because he stepped out on the water and fell in the water. Well, he's the only one that got out of the boat. I mean, he's the only one taking the risk. It's easy to sit in the boat and go, oh, no, ha, ha, yeah, hi, Jesus. And, and Peter took this step. He's like, call me out, Lord. So, yeah, he got out. Did he walk on water? Yes, he did. He absolutely walked on water. <laughs> did he eventually fall into that water? Yeah, he did that too. But let's see. So out of the disciples, only one disciple ever got to walk on water. It's the one who tried. Don't be the other disciples hanging out in the boat, fear of failure. Right. Be the disciple who's OK. I might fail at this, but I'm going to give it a go. Right. Because I'm going to just get out there and get it done and do it. Right. And that's why we have to be. We have to just go, you know, I don't like this. I want to try. You know, and that's what this ministry is like. We might crash and burn completely. But, you know, at least it was because I tried, not because I don't want to fail because I didn't try. I'd rather fail because I tried. And so if you ask like, yeah. Uh, a lot of real famous people with businesses or, you know, you know, inventors and stuff like that. Like I think uh, Steve Harvey, he, he said a thing on the radio once. He says, everybody thinks he's a success, right? Because of his shows. And I might, I might get this number right, but I'm pretty sure this is an accurate number. Okay. Mm -hmm. He said that he pitched over 200 shows to television and five of them got taken. Right. So if you, as a as an uh, entertainer has to, and he's a name, mm -hmm. can pitch even a hundred shows. How many people would just get discouraged and quit mm -hmm. and say no? It's the people that just keep trying. They're like, I don't care. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just keep trying. Mm -hmm. And one day this hits. So like Thomas Edison and all these other inventors and stuff. That's what they did. They didn't fear the failure. You know, That's right. and so we just have to keep trying in Christ Jesus. <laughs> like I saw, uh, and I don't mean to point out anybody, so I'll just say one of the people I saw that helped lead me to Christ when I was around 15, I saw them, you know, and his, his car drove past my mind the other day and I waved and stuff, you know, and I was like, wow, I bet he saw what was on my car. Awesome. You know, and I looked at his car and there was nothing. I'm like, not that he has to be like me, but isn't that a missed opportunity? 
you're like our cars we're driving around 24 7 all the time moving billboards people sitting in parking lots just staring at your stuff right isn't that a missed opportunity not to present some form of the gospel that's a missed opportunity and so but most christians won't even do that you know because they don't want to be targeted you know, and so when ISIS was big, they were telling them, well, don't military, don't put stuff on your car. They might target you Christians. You know, I'm like, well, who cares? Bible says don't seek to save your life. You seek to save your life, you'll lose it. If you're willing to lose your life, you'll gain it. Right. But see, what would happen if all 70 percent of America who all claim to be Christian all of a sudden started doing things to be more outward focused with their walk with God? Wearing shirts, wearing hats, handing out tracks, putting stuff on their car. What would happen? I mean, I could imagine a great revival, right? But so everybody is so afraid. They fear the world more than they fear God. They fear being targeted more than they fear disappointing God, right? And not exalting his name like they should. So I encourage every single one of us, find new ways to spread the gospel because, guys, it's getting short. We want to be caught working when Jesus comes back, right? We don't want to be, like, cowering in a corner hiding out of fear. And then you'd be like, what have you done for me, servant? And you're like, well, I hid. It's getting rough out there, God. You know? No! I'd be like, you know, let's go do it. Let's throw down spiritually, man. Let's get it done. You know, because who cares? If we truly believe what's coming is better, then we'll invest in it. And how do we invest in it? We open our mouths, we get online, we get on Facebook and YouTube and get out in the world and start spreading the truth, right? Because listen, somebody did it to save your soul. How selfish would it be for us not to do it to help save somebody else's soul? It'd be like saying, you know, oh, I got mine. I'm going to go hide out now. I mean, we don't want to do that. It's like me giving every one of you guys a million dollars. I'd be like, listen, guys, here's a million dollars. You're like, Lance, you're the greatest guy ever. Thanks, dude. And I'd be like, yes, I am. Right now, go tell somebody else I'll give them a million dollars. You were like, no, I'm going to Haiti and I'm going to hide. I'm like, well, that's not the plan, dude. (laughs) The plan is I give you a million, you find somebody else to give a million, and we keep giving out millions until everybody's a millionaire, right? And so how do we all become millionaires? We become millionaires through Christ Jesus, spiritually speaking, right? And so God has given every one of us salvation, right? And so we all need to be out helping other people get salvation, That is the whole point. Like we talked last week, the Great Commission is not a suggestion. It was a command from Jesus Christ. Go and make disciples. Go do this. Most Christians treat treat church like it's a country club, right? Where they go and pay their money, get their needs met, go about their day. Oh, I feel good about myself. Well, good for you. Selfish, selfish, selfish. Why don't you get off your butt and do something for somebody else, right? And that's how you have a vibrant walk with God is once you start spreading the gospel, finding different ways. And everybody can do it different ways. No, you don't have to be like me. You can do other ways, right? Even just posting Bible verses or uh, saying God bless you to people or asking people if they need prayer. There's a million different ways to do it, right? And so we all do it differently. My wife could not do what I do. Not Not in a single, no, she's not capable of it. She is not geared that way, but she finds other ways, to bless people and to be a light and to share the gospel, right? So we all have to find the way God allows us to do it, right? And if we can do that, I'm telling you guys, good things are going to happen for you. I promise. Those that believe in Jesus will do the same works as he did and even greater. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I tell you, I speak not for myself, but the Father who lives in me does his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the works sake. 
Most certainly, I tell you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And he will do greater or more in number works than these, because I am going to my Father. Whatever you will ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 10 through 14, right? And so, be it more crazier, like, you know, making moons fall out of the sky or more in number. Either way, Jesus is saying, like, listen, guys, this is not an abnormal thing. In the spirit realm with God and Jesus, this is a normal activity. Spiritual gifts, healing, tongues, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, you know, uh, these are normal things, right? And so, I it took me a long time to figure out one of my gifts, which I don't want to talk on the thing. I might, after this, I'll tell you guys what it is, because I don't want it on YouTube, because uh, we were like... You're nuts, but uh, I'll tell you afterwards. But, you know, it took a while of understanding what that gift was, what how it applied, and what to do with it, right? And so just because we're given gifts doesn't mean we're always understanding of how to use those gifts. Or like if God gives us dreams or visions, it doesn't mean we're immediately supposed to tell everybody, so right? Maybe you get a crayon or a pencil, he can draw <laughs> He might be a great artist. Right. He's got to learn the skills first. Right. And so I know exactly. And so I know the Bible very well. And so I have like conversations with you guys or conversations with people. I can't sit around and correct everybody all day long. Nobody would want to talk to me. So I might be in my head going, well, that's not what the Bible says, but I'm not going to sit here and like be that guy. Because first of all, you shut people down. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you can't shut people down. I had to learn that. You can't just be like, well, that's not what it says. No, that's wrong too. No, why you keep talking? <laughs> you should stop. You're wrong again. You know, you can't do that. And so you just listen and you, you listen to what people think and feel. And then you try to, by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, pick out the ones that really matter that need to be tackled first. Mm -hmm. Right. And Jesus was really good at this. He was like, you know, if I can't tell you of earthly things, how can I tell you of heavenly things? And that verse we just read, you guys can't understand what I'm about to tell you. So I'm not going to tell you, right? And so that was me learning how to walk in what God has given me, right? And so just because I can walk around and beat people on the head with it, you know, it doesn't mean it's productive. It doesn't mean it gives God any glory. It doesn't mean I'm using it correctly. It's actually an abuse, right? So you have to have discernment in order to how to use your gifts. You know, if you have dreams or visions or speaking in tongues, your, your, your tongue might be powerful and mighty. But the thing is, if it offends the person and does them no good, what's the point? You know, and so you have to understand when and how to operate, when to use it, when to share and when not to share. Like on this computer right now, I have Bible studies that I don't know if I'll ever show anybody because they are so far out there. Most people are like, you're a lunatic. I'm like, well, no, I could prove what I'm saying in the Bible. But it's 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 like. I don't want to say next level stuff. Jesus was a lunatic. Right. And so it's just stuff that's like. You know, there's base level. Here's like, okay, this is some deep, deep, deep stuff, you know? And so they're mainly for me, you know? And so I make them, I study them. It's, it's interesting to me, but it's not something that I could readily share with the public, you know, because they can't handle it, you know, and they don't, they have a hard time with obedience, you know, and let alone anything other than that. And so we have gifts. We have to ask for guidance on how to use the gifts and what, when and how to express, when, how to maintain and hold our peace, you know. And if we do that, we get better at our gifts, you know. But, again, don't be fearful of failure, okay. It's better to step out in faith than to not step at all, okay. Top of page six. 
Okay, we have been given authority for Christ over demons. It says, Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will in any way hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Luke 10, 19 through 20. Right, so here's the thing. Please notice, when is that? That was Luke chapter 10, right? That was before Pentecost. That was before his death and resurrection. Okay? And so, why is this? So, people are like, <clears throat> this is a unique thing, right? Because prophets would have this power in the Old Testament, right? And so, this is a very special moment. So, what happened was, is his authority of his name gives that authority. Most people think that, like, the power to cast out demons is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not. What it is, is an allegiance to the power in the name of Jesus Christ, Right? Now, the Holy Spirit might be involved in the expulsion, but it is the name of Jesus that gives the power, right? And so when we talked about when you're in line with God, you know, and you have conference, he knows you, you know him, demons go, that name I know, you know, you know Jesus, okay, I'm out of here, right? And so what we have here in the Old uh, New Testament, but basically is before the New Testament was written, is that in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, that name has power. It is, yes, expressed in the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's the name itself that is the power, okay? And so what we have here, we are vessels of the Holy Spirit. So when we say Jesus, or if you're in, in you know, Japan, Yesido, or wherever country you are, it's they know what reference you're talking about. It's in, in all names, most people get hung up like, it has to be Yeshua. No, it doesn't. First of all, there was like, I think, three Yeshua's in the New Testament. And then Joshua's Yeshua. You're right. And so the name Yeshua, yeah, you know, it's like everybody who wants to kill their call in their name, uh, Muhammad. It's like, it doesn't make them Muhammad just because they have a name. So it's the, when we reference Jesus or Yeshua or Yesodo or whatever name that is, that for your country, you know, it's referencing in our hearts, in our spirit, Yahweh and Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the son of God. Right. And the spirits know it. Right. So we don't have to get hung up on like, what's the correct pronunciation? No, it's the allegiance that matters. Right. And so when we say this name is above all names, I claim this name to cast you out. Right. And then the Holy Spirit gets to work like they oh, he claimed the name that, that gives us legal authority, legal operating power to take care of this. Right. And so in Luke chapter 10, this is what Jesus did for them. This is before Pentecost, though. Jesus clearly says that the Holy Spirit is in me. I have to leave for you to receive the Holy Spirit. So they're walking around without the fullness of the Holy Spirit, casting out demons. How? In his name. Right. And so it's the name of Jesus that is powerful. OK. And so we have to understand. So even those people that want to say spiritual gifts don't operate now, that it was only for this first century church. Well, guess what, guys? Even if that was true, you could still cast out demons <laughs> because it's the name of Jesus that has the power to cast out the demons. So they get in a circle argument about it. Yes, we know the gifts still remain. But even if they want to say they don't, the name of Jesus is still just as powerful. Right. Okay. And so uh, Jesus commands us to preach the gospel as the sign of casting out demons in his name. So follows that belief. Okay. So here is like after the resurrection, right? And so for he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to the whole creation. He who believes in his baptized will be saved, but he who disbelieves will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They'll speak with new languages. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will no way hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Mark 16, 15. 
15 through 18. Again, guys, don't get hung up on the list. Like, there's people that get hung up on this list, like, you know, like Pentecostals that want to jump around with the snake. That's not what he's trying to do here, guys. He's trying to say, listen, all power was given to me. I give you all power. Does that sound like everything possible in the world? Does that sound like an all? That doesn't sound like an all. That sounds like a brief understanding. Like, listen, guys, here's some generalities. He's being general. You'll do these. What did he say? You'll do what I did in greater or more. Right. So that list is just a, it's like Paul's list. It's not the definitive list. Like, it's guiding you towards exactly giving you something to look forward to. Think of it as stair steps. Yep. He's giving you steps. This step here, and just keep walking up. There's more to this, guys. It doesn't end here. We got more, 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 and more, and all and everything. We got all of it. Okay, so God can do. Because look at Paul and Peter and stuff when they had the handkerchiefs, <laughs> you know, or Paul or Peter's shadow would just fall on someone and be yeah. healed. Is that in that list? No, that's not in that list. I don't see that shadow power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I do not see holy handkerchiefs. Like <clears throat> shadow, oh, shadow power, right? <laughs> and so we see these lists. People get hung up on this. Don't get hung up on the list. Okay, just understand. Get hung up on the power. Mm-hmm. He's trying to say there's power. The, the, the Holy Spirit provides gifts, not a, a bazillion gifts. The Holy Spirit provides power. God's name provides power. Jesus' name provides power. Okay, and so what he's trying to say here, guys, is like, listen. You guys, like we talked last time, are the 800-pound gorilla. You guys are the one, the El Jefe with God because you have Christ in you and God in you. You're the light of the world. You walk out, you have meaning and purpose in Christ Jesus. It's not meant to give us a big head because the Bible says, what do you have that hasn't been given to you? Don't boast. So I don't boast in my ability to teach or to understand scripture, right? But I boast in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul said. He says, I boast in, the, in Christ and in Christ alone. And so that's what we do. We boast in, in, in God, you know? If we boast in anything, we boast like, you know, how great is God? How awesome is Jesus? You see what they did? That's how we boast, okay? But we take joy and pleasure and happiness in being able to participate, right? And so if we do those things, our walk with God becomes powerful, right? And so we want that. Believe me, guys, you want that. And God needs you to have that. You know, what do you say? That the harvest is great, but the laborers are few? Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm calling you out right now, okay? I don't mean to be mean to you. How many fulfill what Jesus says? He says, pray that God will send laborers into his field or into the harvest. Do you guys pray every night that God will send laborers into the field? We have to be praying. What does that mean? That means that God will send his workers out to spread the gospel. I do. Praise God. And so we have to be doing that every night. God, send your workers into your field. Right. And so I do, too. And I hope we all can start doing this because that's what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen? He goes, OK, you go. <laughs> and then you'll be like, that's why a lot of people don't pray that. They're afraid they're going to be called out. Or- right. Believe me, it's a scary thing. Believe me, it's not. I'm not trying to make it sound easy because it's not. It's a very scary, tough thing. I promise you that, you know, but at the same time, it's a worthwhile endeavor. It's something worth investing in. Because when you give your life to God, you immediately start thinking, what am I going to have to give up? What am I going to lose? What am I going to have to lay down? What am I going to have to walk away from? It's like, I got to serve you, but I want to keep this too. And so God is breaking that in me. I have to be prepared for anything and to lose everything. We have to because we can't put our confidence in it. But God loves us. We have to trust that his love for us is more sufficient than what we can do for ourselves. 
well i pray you guys were encouraged and then um and, and put a fire in your belly to kind of start getting out there praying to god asking for direction and how to be used by him to serve his kingdom and to get things accomplished you know why our time is here we have an opportunity to send our treasures ahead of us into heaven you know to uh, build wages for our account you know to get up that spiritual treasure you know and there's a come there's, jesus said there'll come a day when no man can work you know and we're heading towards that time so and all the work that we've done on earth that'll be it and you know there'll be no more uh, recounting of the tales of your exploits for the kingdom of god and so let's not uh, waste another moment or another day let's keep walking forward get things accomplished uh, be guided by the power of the Holy Spirit in all these things. And then we can uh, hear a well done, good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for taking care of us. Give us all the power of the Holy Spirit. Guide us into all your truths and what direction you'd have us to go, how you would like to use, use us and where uh, where the people are that we can reach. So we thank you for everything. Thank you for loving us. Please bless those people around the world. This podcast is heard all over the world. Praise God for that. And so especially in the people in China, Father, it looks like this podcast has been blocked there. So I pray for all the people there in China and all the podcasts that get did get downloaded. I ask you to please bless them and let them prosper there. Uh, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings. We love you and we love Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of fellowship. Visit WeShallBeLikeHim.com to download your free copy of a 45-day transformation devotional. Be sure to check out our website at BrotherLance.com to stay up to date. We really appreciate your support for sharing with your friends and family and leaving positive reviews. Together, we are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. This has been the Christian Soul Prepper Podcast, preparing your soul for the second coming.